Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Good evening, friends. We're talking about abusive relationships. We'll talk about this in terms of physical, emotional, and sexual abuse. So hopefully you're comfortable with these terms. I'll make it delicate but direct. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Abuse is no joking matter. It often goes undetected, but the harmful effects can last a lifetime, and we can't let that happen. With information, knowing what to expect and knowing how to react when abuse occurs can change everything. Abe Lincoln said, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I'll spend the first four sharpening the saw. Knowing what to do is a game changer. But you might want to get pencil and paper tonight and maybe take some notes. A lot of this is covered in my book, Don't Date a Dud as well. So um, if you're not taking notes, you can always catch that later in the book. But we do want to talk about abuse. The numbers are kind of alarming. Uh, First, abuse is a pattern. So we know what we're talking about here on the same page. It is a pattern of destructive behaviors used to exert power or control. Control is really what abuse is all about. Uh, Things, simple things like checking your partner's or your boyfriend or girlfriend's cell phone without permission, that categorizes as abuse. Um, Constantly putting you down. Extreme jealousy, that can be abusive. Isolation, some people force you into an isolating situation or try to. False accusation, uh, repeated sexual pressure, these are all forms of abuse. Did you know that one in three adolescents are victims of physical, sexual, or emotional abuse from a dating partner? That's one in three adolescents are victims of one form of abuse, either physical, sexual, or emotional. So I'm going to go ahead and define those real quick. Physical abuse, the obvious one, since it can be seen with the eyes. But, you know, it doesn't, don't have to just think of it as being knocked out and punches. It involves any form of hitting, kicking, biting, shaking, throwing, 
or, or anything else that causes pain or physical injury. Uh, that has to be identified as physical abuse. Emotional abuse, it is often more difficult to identify because it can be seen with the eyes. But the effects, however, generally take longer to heal from than the wounds inflicted from physical abuse. Emotional abuse is when anger is out of control. It's when someone criticizes or somehow undermines you to the point of causing you to lose self-esteem. If someone is causing you to lose self-esteem in any way, shape, or form, that's abusive. It's when you find yourself walking on eggshells to avoid that person's controlling ways. It's when someone tries to isolate you away from other friends and family. Um, it's also when someone uses coercion to take over your personal choices. Those are yours to keep. Emotional abuse can lead to other forms of abuse down the road. If you have been threatened or live with fear over your safety, this too is emotional abuse. Uh, the third type, sexual abuse. This is any kind of contact between any adult and someone under the age of 18. That's abuse. Uh, it's also any unwanted sexual actions from peers that make you feel frightened or injured. It could be unwelcomed touches or being made to touch someone else's body. It could be being forced to watch someone else touch themselves. Sexual abuse is being made by coercion or force to model for or watch pornographic material. Unwanted sexual comments in person or via electronic communication devices, these are also considered abusive. And as we've said, our statistic, one in three adolescents, some of one of these forms of abuse. Uh, to throw a few more alarming statistics your way, this is the bad news first, and we'll get to the good news, and we'll clear all this up and, and be in control of how to handle these situations. But uh, first, let's define and lay out the case what we're talking about. Um, one quarter of high school students are victims of physical or sexual abuse. One quarter, that's 25%. Another statistic, abusive behavior typically begins between the ages of 12 and 18. Hmm. One more. About 72% of 8th and ninth graders are dating. I know this is defined in different ways when we've had other shows about how dating is defined at that age, but um, it is finessed to a relationship with a member of the opposite sex and, you know, in some cases, same sex. But 72% of 8th and ninth graders are dating. Another statistic for you, only 33% of teens in an abusive relationship told anyone. That's about one-third of all teens who experience some form of abuse ever let anyone know about it. Obviously, there's a great deal of, of shame, unnecessary shame that comes with this experience. One more final statistic, 81% of parents believe teen dating abuse 
is not an issue. 81% of us parents don't really believe it's an issue. It, it is out there more than we'd like to know. So I want to talk to you about the yes test. The yes test is in my book, Don't Date a Dad. And it is nine questions, and they're very simple questions. They're answered with a yes or no because we want this dating stuff, this friendship, this emotional intelligence, learning about soft skills, sharpening our soft skills and emotional intelligence are are the same thing. Um, It can seem complicated, but we want to make it simple, and it is. It really can be. So these nine questions our answer with a yes or a no, nothing complicated. I'm going to review five of them with you. If you want the other four, um, again, they're in the book, Don't Do It Dad. But the first five, they pertain to a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. Uh, the other four really are more for when you are thinking long-term with whoever you are in a relationship with. <clears throat> but... For the younger age, uh, when we're teens, um, and even maybe in college, might not yet be thinking long-term, but anybody you date, anybody, any of us date children, I mean teens, um, college age, adults, that's someone you've invited into your personal space and is a potential marriage partner. So anyone that you are considering your, uh, to have a relationship with, whether it be a friendship or a potential boyfriend-girlfriend, these first five questions should be answered with a yes to know that you have a healthy relationship. So the first question I want you to be able to answer with a yes is, do you know and can you support his, her goals and dreams? Let's think about that for a second. Um, Now, this is something you would want in a friendship as well as someone that you're interested in dating, right? You want the people that are your friends, the people that you date. Surely that person will support your goals and your dreams. Um, We want to know what those are. That's the first part is even having conversations with someone that you're dating to learn about that person. Those are great early steps to ask those kind of questions. What are some of the things that you want to do in life? What are your goals? And um, you want to ideally do everything you can to help that person, help each other get to those to those goals, to reach those goals. That's walking through the journey of life together. And every one of us, each and every one of us, has a natural desire for our own unique feature. Natural meaning you were born with it. That's who you are. and You can't force yourself to be someone different. You want to perfect who it is that you naturally are. Your desire for your own unique feature. It's your one. It's your future. No two paths are exactly alike. But um, a friend, a boyfriend, girlfriend, is going to be someone who supports you in becoming that unique individual. And and as I say these things, I don't want to put out too much pressure the other people in our lives to be everything to us. You know, you have to find these 
this self-satisfaction your, yourself, create your own happiness, um, not mm, watching my words so that we're not expecting other people to fulfill our happiness. But if you're inviting someone into your personal space to be a friend, to be a boyfriend, to be a girlfriend, that's someone who should be able to support your goals and dreams and and vice versa. And you'd be able to support those, lift each other to higher places, root for them, be happy for them when great things happen. You want to have those genuine feelings there. The second question, this is one of the, the second question from the yes test is would you still love him or her if it looks changed for the worst? This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. So this too, I think, applies to friends as well as boyfriend and girlfriend. But we're talking about relationship abuse today. And relationship abuse can happen in friendships too, not just in a dating situation. So all five of these questions cover both of those areas. Um, Yeah, it looks changed. We know that. But we don't always think about that necessarily in the beginning, but looks are what primarily and first and foremost attract us in the beginning of a dating relationship. If you think about it, it's really the only thing you know about someone when you meet them for the first time is what they look like. So it's after that, once you get a chance to talk to someone, that you get to know anything else. So can you still care for this person if their looks do change for the worse? If you can get to that point, then you know you you have grown to love the person inside. Question number three, does he, she welcome your opinion? This is a way of measuring respect. If you check any list, you ask anybody, what's the most important thing that you want in a relationship? Uh, Any study, study after study I've looked at, respect is invariably... In the, at least in the top three. It's always in the top three. Um, trust is always up there. Often laughter and humor is up there. But respect and trust are always in the top three. So this is a way of kind of measuring respect. How do you measure respect? And if someone really respects you, they respect your opinion as well. That doesn't mean that you have to always take someone's opinion and their, their thoughts over yours. But you do care about what that person thinks and vice versa. So question number four I want to share with you from the yes test. All these, again, you can see are answered with a yes or a no. Um, Think about the person that you are in a relationship with, or if you're not in a relationship with someone, your ideal person, and know that when you enter into that relationship that these qualities must be there. There's, There's no gray area here. There's no taking no for an answer. Got to have a yes on these questions. Number four, do you trust him or her? Imagine your new bathroom. 
a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Again, that's in the top three. Trust is always in the top three in any study that I've ever looked at on one of the most important qualities. Um, and yet it's amazing um, how much dishonesty can be out there. Um, there, there. This is a huge subject. We could talk about trust for days. And there's different levels of lies as well. There's the, the little white lies total, you know, those pants look great on you. Um you know, those are told with good intention. But there are the manipulative lies that are told to manipulate someone's behavior or to manipulate the results or manipulate the relationship or, you know, whatever they're getting from you. Those manipulative lies, my rule is three strikes and you're out. You can you can lower that yourself if you want it down to one. But, you know, sometimes people make mistakes and if you talk to each other, and someone is open and willing to hear your thoughts and and before jumping the gun sometimes there is, sometimes there is a logical explanation for a lie but um generally speaking i I always suggest the rule of three strikes and you're out if we're talking about manipulative type lies uh, the fifth question I want to share with you tonight. And, again, these are simple questions from the book, Don't Date a Dad. Much more explanation in the book than we can share tonight. But they're answered with a yes or no. And each one of these questions represents a quality that you must have in your relationship to have a healthy relationship. All yes answers are a green light for go. Yes, this is a good relationship. The fifth one, do you like who you are when you're together? Again, this is another way of measuring respect um, because when you're with someone who doesn't truly respect you, little things will happen and that will eventually make the experience of being around that person less enjoyable because we do like to be liked as a human being. Of course, we want to be liked, we want to be accepted, we want to be respected and appreciated. And... If those things aren't there, little little by little you'll steal it, um, and that will make the experience of being around that person less enjoyable. Um, it's just a kind of a cute way of measuring it because you can ask someone, "Do you respect me?" And someone can say yes, and they might even think they do. But how do you really measure that, and how do you really know? So those are five questions of the nine, and. Again, you can find them in the book, Don't Need a Dud, if you didn't have a pencil ready quick enough, because these are five qualities that are essential to all relationships, whether they are boyfriend, girlfriend, or even just friendships. We want these qualities there for a healthy relationship. So you heard the statistics. Obviously, there is a lot of abuse out there for whatever reason, we could, we could talk about that all day, too. But 
um, what do you do? What do you do yourself if you're in an abusive relationship? How do you advise someone you care about, a child or a friend? How do you advise them? How do you help them get through and out of an abusive relationship? Sometimes it's a very difficult thing to do, and I don't think you want to take any chances. Um, We don't think that horrible things will happen, but if someone is in an abusive relationship, they have a side that may not be fully explored, and we don't want to take any chances with that side exploding in an intense situation. So first and foremost, we do want to be cautious. And if you are in an abusive relationship, do not beat yourself up. You may be asking yourself, how did I get in this situation? What's wrong with me? Do not think that. There's nothing wrong with you. It happens little by little. And finally, after enough time in a relationship, enough truth surfaces until you look around and there you are up to your ears in hot water. Um, it's kind of like a magic trick where you can't understand how the pretty lady in the box did not get cut in half. The magician clearly locked her inside and then cut the box in two, and you saw it with your own eyes. It's a clever magic trick. You would never have entered into a relationship that was toxic from the very start. You were presented with an illusion. The truth was hidden from you. Eventually, though, enough truth comes out, and time has presented you with enough information that the illusion is cracking. The difficulty is, is after enough time, you have more invested in a relationship, it's more difficult to let go of that investment and leave. But do not let your pride secondly talk you into rationalizing toxic behavior because this will just take you for another spin on the roller coaster. Uh, Don't do it. And thirdly, if you are in a toxic relationship, start by letting someone else know there's there's no shame. Again, there's no shame. And, and that's how people that are manipulators continue to operate and function because they stay in the cloud, they stay in the darkness. Um, you know, telling someone can only benefit you and it can help bring truth to light. That's a good thing. We want the truth to come out, and you want people that are in your camp to support you. Tell someone, tell a parent, tell a friend, tell, uh, call a hotline, anything. Tell somebody that can be there to help you. Um, I have a little formula that I recommend to people when they need to leave an abusive relationship, and it's called the SOS formula. Um, It's an acronym for Fix Your Decision, Otterbox Mentality, and Stay Away. Let me talk about that a little bit more. Follow the SOS formula if you need to leave a toxic relationship. First of all, for the first S, stick to your decision when you know you must leave a toxic relationship. Prepare yourself in advance to be strong and calm. I say those two words over and over again because they're so important. Strong and calm. If you thought you were in love or have much invested in a relationship, it's likely not been a hasty decision you'd make to leave. Your investment in a relationship will represent a loss to you, but don't let your losses become even greater. Cut your losses now. 
when the perpetrator starts to appeal with all the tricks they have learned will work with you, remember that you made this decision with a sound state of mind. Hold on to that thought when you are in the heat of the moment. Do not let your mind be changed. Explaining your emotion or listening to excuses is a waste of your time. Abuser could tell you that it's your fault, which may trigger you to defend yourself. Or, depending on your personality, this accusation could convince you to feel guilty enough to stay and try harder, irrelevant of whether it's true or not. Even if you can't agree that you did not do everything perfectly, this does not mean that you should stay in an abusive relationship. There is no amount of right you can do to fix this. So stick to your guns. Stick to your decision. No guns. Just stick to your decision. Otterbox mentality. That's the second O, the O, the second letter in the SOS formula. Uh, Become like the Otterbox that protects your phone. You know that case that's around there and gives you a lifetime warranty. Damaging water will run right off, protecting the valuable phone inside. Pretend you have an Otterbox around you, and don't let any of the words or accusations or anything that the person in the relationship might say to you have an effect, just let it roll right off of you. You can deal with your emotions. You have much emotions to deal with. You can deal with those later. Right now, the main thing is to let anything that might be said to you by this person just reflect right off so you can walk away and get out of the relationship. Don't feel like you have to go alone. If there's an abusive relationship and this might be an aggressive situation, do not take chances. There is nothing wrong with taking somebody with you when you need to end the relationship, meet in a public place. Take these precautions. There's nothing wrong with being extra safe. But let somebody know. Take somebody with you. Um, don't, don't put yourself in a compromising position. And the final letter in the SOS acronym is stay away. After you've locked out that door, then close it tight. In fact, lock the door and throw away the key. This is yourself on every possible physical and emotional level. You can, uh, I mean, if you are in the same environment with someone, if you're at school and you still have to cross paths, you can be friendly. Uh, You can wave, say hi. I mean, people like to throw this out there, oh, we can stay friends. Well, really, probably you can't stay friends with someone who was abusive because that person is manipulative and that's the way they know how to be with you, Um, that they tend to want relationships for what they can manipulate out of it. That person is not a friend, so I wouldn't even go there. Um, You know, a person who doesn't have your best interest at heart is not a friend anyway. The five things that we, the five questions in the yes test, you get no answers on that. Mm -hmm. Can this person support your goals and dreams? There's probably a no right there. Do you trust him or her? No. That's a no. So, no. The five yes test questions, you're not going to get a yes on all of those. Uh, Do not respond to personal text or emails or to any social media communication if you can help it at all. 
you know, that that's another area where a person can try to find a little opening, a little open door to to get to you, to have influence, to to get back at you, to insert some, to reassert, gain some control. So don't even respond to those things. Block them out. A person is abuser. You don't need to be texting. You don't need to be emailing. Um, and an abuser could take an opposite strategy. They could strategically close the door on you too, as if to imply that you did something horrible to them. But don't take that bait either. It's just another tactic. Be grateful that you don't need a restraining order. Um, they, they want it to burn. That's okay. It's an ego trip for them. Let it go. You know the truth. You're you're far better off. You know the real deal. And so just let that go. So to recap this, um, the SOS formula, stick to your decision. Stay calm and strong. Otterbox mentality, again, stay strong and calm. Let everything just bounce off of you and stay away. Again, stay strong and calm. And stay away, you know, don't let little email, little text enter your world and flare up your feelings because you're going to have a lot of emotions to deal with as well. Separate yourself from the source of the abuse and then you can go to trusted friends and activities and crafts, hobbies, whatever it is that that you find strength in, the loved ones that support you, um, and time, time with health and build your strength back up. So that is the SOS formula. Again, there's much more about this in much more detail in my book, Donated Data Dud. You can find that on Amazon.com. There's links here on the host information. And what's even more important in the book that we can't really cover here on the is the exercises. And the exercises get into the gray area and cover the detail and make it really easy to answer the questions. There's, you can actually write in the book, and there's exercises that will help you know for sure if you have a yes or a no answer to each of the questions, and we'll go over the SOS formula with you as well. So that's it for tonight. This show was brought to you by New Heights Educational Group. We offer educational services for children and adults. So this will be available. You can play back anytime. Everybody, have a great night. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels.